0: Welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records Punk Go series to answer the age old question of hell yeah or yeah nah. Uh, we have a very <laughs> special guest guest or so today. We're welcoming back Zeitgeist Labs. We've got Alex and Brian on the call. How are you guys?
1: What's up? You're doing great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're doing great,
2: Brian. <laughs> Look, we're still a little bit somber. It's it's still 11 here in the states, so you know it's it's a tough day for us here.
0: It's really like I was going to say funny. That is absolutely <laughs> <boring>. <laughs> like it's funny in like a odd way. Like I've always obviously tied the eleventh of September over here to it as well, but mm-hmm. for us it should be more the twelfth because there's that.
3: Yeah, because we were. I was watching it like this time. Like on a like on a sunny, on a sunny morning, seeing the planes hit.
4: Fuck.
0: Okay. Yikes. Um. But yeah, like <laughs> it just it feels weird because that date is cemented for us here as well. But it's right. day behind. So yeah. Um. Apologies for catching you on. No, it's it's
2: of- fine. I have I have no reverence for nine eleven. Like I've been making nine eleven jokes for nineteen years. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I guess I haven't talked to
2: Brian about it. Maybe Brian is deeply saddened by yeah, by today. Looking but... a
0: bit blue today. How are you doing, Brian?
1: I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, I'm not celebrating nine eleven. No.
3: Can uh, Can I ask, as an outsider, do people mm-hmm. celebrate nine eleven? Is it a celebration, or is it no. what What happens? What is the? Well, usual? It's, it seems that what it's
2: become more is. Obviously, it's not a celebration of a terrorist attack. No one is that insane. But it seems like for a lot of people, it's become a celebration of look how amazing America is. Like, look what we overcame. And, like, this was a day of great tragedy, but look how we faced it and we overcame it. And and so it's almost become like a, hell yeah, America's great day because look at, look at, well, look at all we've done since this happened. Which, quite frankly, we've done jack shit. So I don't know why people think America's so great. So.
0: Oh, fuck. That's... Fucking bleak. <laughs> like
4: I, <laughs> I think,
0: like it's wild to think that because like I'm 30, so I was 10 when it happened. Mm. It's wild to think that like two thirds of our lives, or my life at least, like it's just been like under this like ridiculous sort of like albatross of right. like, everything changed after that. Like what the fuck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Especially, like, obviously because it's a milestone this year, and because the troops have been withdrawn, it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, what have we done? Like, what have we done? Um, Well, and honestly, we've done nothing, and, like, that's what's so
2: infuriating. Like, it's 20 years later we're out of, like, our my country, this country is out of Afghanistan, and it's back under Taliban rule. so literally we've accomplished nothing in 20 years, but somehow, you know, the far right in our country is like, yeah, America, we did it, you know, whatever that is.
0: And it just, I thought blase, like, everyone's like, oh yeah, good move, good move, like, getting, it's just like, but we've just, like, fucked their country for 20 20 years, and now Mm -hmm. we're just gonna peace out, like, what the fuck?
4: did Australia
2: have troops in uh, Afghanistan, or were you part of the yeah, coalition?
3: We definitely were there.
4: Yeah,
2: I don't know okay. if we
3: were still there. Okay. Because basically, we'll be honest, like, wherever there's a... wherever America's having oh. a war, we're pretty quick We're right there to be behind like, you guys. We'll We've
2: got you. <laughs> <laughs> what is the military like in Australia? Because, like, obviously here, for a large faction of our country, it's very celebrated. Like, yeah, but we love our troops. It's so great. Like, we respect That'd them.
1: A little I a think... little too much. Yeah, yeah certainly yeah, a bit oh, too yeah. much.
0: Absolutely. Like the military. Is it like that in
1: Australia?
3: Not so much.
0: It's, I guess, look, I'm speaking from a place where, like, I've never been, like, rich in any sense of the word, but I also mm-hmm. haven't been, like, dirt poor. So, like, I think it's not as much of a crucial thing over here because hopefully people aren't so fucking destitute that they're moving to go join the army if that makes uh, sense yeah And it's not right. tied to like scholarships and stuff it's more of like they definitely play up like the bravado of it. like oh go fucking learn how to fly a plane join the adf <laughs> like, like right.
3: ads as well it, it's also like and you can then go to uni and that sort of thing like, yeah you can get you can get a degree out of this but then it's also like there's no recruiters at like, there's recruiters at high schools and stuff right. you know, at certain times in America, isn't there? Like, people like, join the army. To- oh, yeah, we had that
2: all the time. Yeah. At, like, at my high school, like, at least once a week, there was a recruiter out there. Like, yeah, you can come do the army, and we'll pay for your college. And it's like, no hmm, thanks. They had no no
1: them at Tour, really? Yeah. What? <laughs> that doesn't surprised. surprise me, but...
0: I don't know why I'm surprised, that. but to me, it's like, but that should be sacred. It's like, it's a marketing thing. I'm
3: like- just imagining these recruiters who have no idea about, like, punk bands and being like, you so know what else is rad? Right. Oh. in other countries.
4: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, what right if it was a mosh pit, but instead it was Iraq and there were grenades?
3: Is this, like, is that a good metaphor, Iraq and a mosh pit? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it
0: just, yeah, the whole thing is just fucked anyway we're talking about canada this week so that's good are we talking about canada are they
3: Canadian? no yeah, i have no idea i don't think oh, so they're man. from massachusetts right are you i'm pretty sure they're not canadian from what <laughs> i don't think that about no i don't think they're canadian
0: oh no <laughs> i thought the whole thing was like canadian but that's all right i am i correct in you guys are going to be focusing on cancon for your next season
2: Yes, so yeah, oh, we're man. about to start season three, and we're going to be doing CanCon. Uh, this, but these the bands one. are not CanCon. No, it's it's fine. Unless you're dropping this like literally right after we get off this call, I think it's fine if we kind of make that announcement here. So
0: beautiful, yeah, but oh man, that's yeah, that's okay. So that's fine. We'll pivot back to America.
4: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll take it.
0: <laughs> Fuck, I I really wanged that one, but that's okay. Came
3: out of the the first season of the show making the band and we did not get making the band nor o-town over here so
0: i guess this uh, is a good place to say we are this week we're talking about the song all or nothing uh by o-town as covered by fake id for punk goes pop one yes Was a request
2: on your end? Um, it's on my end specifically because yeah. every song that Brian wanted to do, you were like, "I hate to inform Brian, but we've already done that song." Oh,
4: I know, <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> he like been. picked
2: four songs, and you you were like, "No, we've done that one already." And then I was trying to explain the spreadsheet to him,
4: and
3: <laughs> it just never one. worked
2: yeah. out.
4: Yeah.
3: That's all right. We have thought of doing like amendments. Like, if people want to come in and talk about a song, like we're happy to revisit. So. Yeah. We can okay. use, yeah, we've got you covered. Like, we won't just say, no, it's done. <laughs> the door is closed on that song. Get it. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: so what is it about O-Town, this one song, or I'm, I'm assuming maybe Fake ID. Or Fake ID. Like, what's the draw card here for you, Alex?
2: So, I mean, I guess the main draw here is this was the only... Uh, punk goes album that I ever listened to or I owned this C D. It was the first one. I remember buying it a hot topic. And like I thought all the songs were great. But like I really like at this time in my life it was I was still in that awkward phase between like am I gonna like full on embrace pop punk or am I still gonna like hold on to my boy band roots? Because I was like a big N Sync and Backstreet Boys fan. Uh, And I I was never a huge O-Town fan, but I did watch some of them making the band that they were on. Um, But yeah, I just, that was kind of, that's what the draw of this song is to me. It, it reminds me of that time in my life. I'm like, where am I going to go with my musical
1: taste?
0: Yeah, beautiful. I do love the pipeline from, like, boy bands to, like, emo pop-punk boy bands. Like, right. like that
1: sense, yeah. hearing
0: that background, I'm like, it makes perfect sense that you love Fallout Boy as much as I do. Like, just that very, like, and here are the
1: members and they all look very nice and they're very Uh, nice and honestly it's all like I can
2: trace it all back to the all the small things video because up until then I was like I fucking love the Backstreet Boys I would watch we had like MTV and TRL I would watch that every day during the summer like oh god I hope I want it that way as number one again today and like
4: the Britney Spears videos and like
2: I like the Eminem uh, the real Slim Shady because it was so taboo I was like oh this is naughty that I like this or whatever right and then Blink comes out with this song and they have this music video i'm like oh my god they're making fun of all these videos that i love but it's still awesome and like that's that was like the turning point i was like oh this is actually better than the songs they're making fun of so that video was pretty much like a life defining moment for me
0: amazing it's funny you say that because like back when cd singles were a thing like my sister owned all the small things just on single oh wow and I think that's probably the connection there because like we were big, like, well, I was a big like Backstreet Boys fan, NSYNC, that kind of thing. But just the, like, the parody of the like pop culture stuff, like it makes perfect sense that we would have been watching our equivalent over here, like video hits, which happened every week. And like mm-hmm. seeing that and being like, oh, I like, I get that reference as a however old old right. I old. <laughs> and then, yeah, it opens that like gateway to like that. That is very very clever marketing on blink
2: oh absolutely um, like,
0: yeah. they nailed it and i never really thought too hard about that connection but it's great right like, yeah and i don't know if
2: it's a more timeless genre maybe because i still look i know it's popular to hate albums like california and nine but i still listen to them right exactly. i i'm not gonna pick up the new fucking backstreet boys album like that's just not going to happen so yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brian, do you have much of a background with 90s pop boy bands?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I saw Instinct Live once when I was What? Like, Are you kidding me? When I was a How little kid, everything. yeah. It was pretty great. They were like flying around on like this thing.
4: Like, I Peyton's can't remember. And shit? Like... Yeah,
1: yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And oh, I was like waving at them and shit. Damn,
2: that is so awesome. I'm so
1: jealous of you. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with them and like, and Backstreet Voice and, and shit like that, and Britney Spears, uh, shit like that. Um, but yeah, then the, the, the same thing that happened to Alex happened to me where I just got in into Blink, and then subsequently, all other punk music and shit. So. It
0: really yeah. like it's such a classic like you had to be there moment yeah. like
1: mm-hmm.
0: so many people like our age demographic you're just like yep blink done off we go um,
3: right everyone's had a blink phase Every, yeah. everyone from the everyone 90s that, and onwards everyone has,
0: that matters at least
3: <laughs> has had a blink phase
0: yeah yeah it's, oh yeah yeah it truly is wild how much of a like cultural moment that was for us so person.
2: Emma like, you're a few years younger than me did your was your did your blink face start with enema then or did you not get into them more until like take off your pants and jacket or because I feel like where you get into blink is crucial and it also really depends on like what year you were born it seems like
0: exactly so yeah born in 91 here so I was way too late to like pick up on their early stuff um you didn't you
2: didn't buy Cheshire Cat as a three-year-old no, okay. My, okay.
0: my fucking parents, like, <laughs> did not give me enough allowance. Um, but, yeah, so, I was aware of them for Enema. Um, okay. I'm sure, like, Rock Show was Take Off, wasn't it? Take Off your mm-hmm. Yep. So, I was aware of the hits. I didn't fully get into them until self-titled, which, okay. like, and then backtracked from there. That album rips. <laughs> Like,
2: so wait a minute. So you were you were only like thirteen or fourteen when they broke up the first time? That's insane to me. I,
0: it's mental. Like I remember someone else in my class who was like a huge blink, like Stan, like loved. Mm-hmm. Me. She was devastated when they broke up. I was like, oh man, like it sucks, but also like it's it's just a band. <laughs> Even right. though like like self-titled, like that album is incredible. Like that was a moment for me as a teen.
1: Huh, okay,
0: but I guess like yeah there was just something about like I obviously didn't have that very deep connection to feel particularly upset that they'd broken up but then gotcha. fast forward to when I was in university like doing my master's degree in my chem announced that they'd broken up I was just like well this has ruined my day like, <laughs> right. so,
4: it
0: was just so like at that point I fully got it because like yeah self-titled was like the beginning of like a very deep relationship to music and like Mm -hmm. fucking hate that everyone on twitter at the moment is talking about like parasocial relationships but like genuinely like diving into that thing of like caring deeply about these people that i didn't know and like being very grateful to them for producing music that touched me on such a personal level even though like it touched everyone like it's (sighs) But, yeah, I think Blink was definitely, like, Blink and Green Day were, like, definitely the sort of gateway to that in terms of, like, oh, yeah, I know those guys. I've listened to bits and pieces of them. I'm going to go back and learn to learn, listen to every single album they've ever
4: released
2: kind of thing yeah um, and i guess that, that makes sense because okay so you were like 12 when self title came out and that's how old i was when enema came out because for me enema was the big one yeah. and like yeah. i don't have older siblings so like i i didn't have like an older brother or something listening to dude ranch or anything, so i had no idea like i just saw these naked guys running around on tv i was like what the fuck <laughs> is this yeah. Whereas
0: like Sam, you had an older brother yeah. who got you pretty squarely into like Pennywise.
3: Sh- and- shared a room with my older brother walking in and seeing these CDs for this band called Blink 182 and being like <laughs> and like just this cow with his, like butt being seared with the logo Yeah. and just like, he wouldn't be like hey, come and listen to this music because I want to like, I want to show you something cool because he was six years older than me. He was, yeah. he was becoming a teenager and it was uncool to hang out with you. Separate yeah. but he was like, "If you're gonna sit here and play your Game Boy, I'm gonna be listening to music. So like, I'm not gonna turn off the music for you, <laughs> right? right. So it would be, it would be, it, st- it. it would be, stuff like yeah, you know, blinks and like he was more into metal, so it was Pantera and Slayer, like yeah, and okay, metal, but like he definitely had his yeah, his Blink CDs, and it was it was Cheshire Cat and Do Ranch,
0: yeah, and,
3: and and yeah, like Pennywise and that sort of stuff. So
0: so so good." Oh, my goodness.
3: And then later on, when he started dating girls, and he had his he had <laughs> his his sheath of, like, just burnt CDs. And so it was just, like, finding all of this cool shit because he wouldn't be in the house to stop me from... <laughs> right. Taking, <so. laughs>
0: Amazing. I really do miss burnt CD culture. I was talking to a friend about it um, this week because we did that thing on Spotify where you can, like blend you can like say to someone hey i want to blend with you on spotify which sounds really creepy but like essentially it'll just (laughs) like use the algorithm to like feed your respective tastes into whatever the fuck and then it
4: oh i haven't seen that
0: it's Mm. it's like you can bring up like a master sort of playlist with your friends that then gets refreshed like daily with a few different tracks and so, like, seeing a song on that and being like, oh, yeah, like, love that this is on here because of you. Like, that was the opener track to one of my, like, happy mix CD kind of thing. Okay. I really miss that thing of, like, just having a bunch of shit on a CD because you needed some vessel to play it on.
4: <laughs> right, yeah.
0: And, like, I went back home a while ago and brought back all my mix CDs, and it's just, this like, the most ridiculous track listings on all of them because it's (laughs) just like well I don't have anywhere else to file this thing away
3: right exactly how many times because you were you were illegally downloading these songs how many times did you like write them down and it was the wrong song or like the wrong Uh, band because of like the the amount of times that that would happen on like LimeWire or Pizarre
0: the only one that happened to me for was um My Own Worst Enemy by Lit because that was Marketed on LimeWire as Blink 182.
4: Oh, and really? the song was called Please oh, Tell Me Why."
3: Yeah. And so I was okay. like, I love this Blink
4: song. And, then <laughs> right. on and I was like, wait a minute.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, nice. <Mom> doesn't <laughs> quite sound like Tom, and Mark doesn't quite sound like Mark. Right, yeah. something's a little off here, but I love yeah. it.
0: Exactly.
3: <laughs> I mean, it tied in because they ran naked through one of their film clips.
0: Oh, yeah, um, they did too. Yeah, Tom yes. and Travis
3: appear in one of their films.
0: Oh, my God. They real like cultural icons, and
1: right, unfortunately, absolutely. we're not here
0: to talk about Blink, though. Um, oh, we're not. Oh, I, I know. It's a like,
3: podcast it's done that.
0: I know.
3: Um, I'm not familiar with that podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, some fucking guys. I don't know. <laughs> 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 so I'm just gonna rattle off a few things about O Town, and then I guess we can just sort of spiral from there.
3: You'll know when when it gets to the point that I found most interesting, but you go. Sure. <laughs> okay, so
0: <clears throat> O-Town formed in 2000. Um, it is wild to me that that is like 21 years ago now. Um, anyway, they emerged from the first season of the reality television series Making the Band. Um, so Alex, you were saying that you watched a little bit of it. Was it, did it last that long? Was it one of those things where it sort of took off or did it sort of
2: crash and burn pretty quick? So, what I I don't remember too well. What I remember is, like, one of my best friends growing up, he was, like, big into boy band stuff. He ended up, like, joining a local boy band, and he was, like... He was like a, a high school heartthrob among like all the girls that are high school and he like he was, he was huge into that sort of thing and like I was too before, you know, before The discovering blink like we talked about. So we had actually like done our own video, like our own music video for Bye 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 and we like choreographed and did all the dancing over there. So he was big into this show and I would go over there sometimes and he'd be watching it and I'd be like, oh, these guys aren't like Backstreet Boys, like why do I care? But I definitely, I remember seeing some episodes so I was doing a little bit of research on today. And it actually seems like it was the first three seasons of this show were all about O-Town and then they moved on to like a different band. So it wasn't just like one season, it was a few seasons about them. And the first season kind of chronicles, it was kind of like a contest, like they start out with a certain number of guys and they whittled it down to five and like, okay, you guys are O-Town or whatever. Yeah. And as you, as you mentioned here on, on the run sheet, it was kind of overseen that first season by Lou Perlman who was like, He's like the example. godfather of boy bands at the times,
0: and also like a Ponzi schemer. Yeah, this is like, where I was
3: just like, <laughs> like <"What?"> right? Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> who is this
2: guy? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus, because yeah, like as you mentioned, Alex, like managed by Lou, who also funded like the Backstreet Boys. He's credited for helping to create nsync like i think he basically created nsync as like the foil to the backstreet boys right
4: but, well and i think they had like a big falling out
2: like nsync and this blue promo guy because i remember waiting for so long for no strings attached to come yes. out and there were like a bunch of legal things around it and i think it had to do with like their fallout from from this asshole
0: because i'm pretty sure like i if you want a really good just explainer on lou perlman there's this australian podcast called just the gist and so the two hosts basically they give you enough information where you can sort of cover it off at a dinner party and be like can you believe this guy and so like lou perlman i'm pretty sure it was either hit in sync or the backstreet boys but he basically signed himself up as like the sixth member of the band so like in terms of earning like royalties and like dictating where things went like he was a member it's just that he didn't perform and so then they were just like excuse me what the fuck
1: gotcha
0: and then then, like you release an album called no strings attached which as a kid you don't think about it but of course like no strings attached to this guy and his like just ridiculous setup that he's got under his because like i think lou was very obsessed with fame and the idea of becoming famous and he sort of uh, drummed up a lot of hype around these kids and then would sort of ride the coattails of them i guess i think what i I found
3: interesting was like he was a blimp pilot as well yeah (laughs) yeah i was reading about that today yeah
0: yeah he like owned a at least one blimp. Like, yeah. I think he had, like, a blimp company because he was like, there's money in blimps, like...
1: Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> but somehow he then tied it into his record label is what I was reading because it was, like, transcontinental blimps and then there's transcontinental records. Yeah. And somehow he was convincing people to invest in this and that's how he ended up running, like, the biggest Ponzi scheme in the history of the United States, which is insane yeah. to me. Whoa.
0: It's crazy. And, like, just to sort of hear as an adult that like your teen idols were working for pretty much nothing like right. they would get I don't know maybe a per diem for like food but like they weren't actually earning any royalties of any sort right. of their music it's just like at the time it, you just assumed that they were all living in like mansions and like
3: it's kind of like doing a uh, fearless Records podcast and finding out that <laughs> of the artists get royalties I know. which we found out a couple of episodes <laughs> back Jesus. oh wow really
0: like, depending on the artist that you pick, that kind of thing, because the mechanical royalties, I think, go back to the original artists. Yeah. But then in terms of the royalties, in terms of your song being played, because Feelers owns your master, it goes back to them. And gotcha. so you essentially do it more for exposure than anything. Yeah. But then I okay. don't know if, say, the acoustic series... I imagine they'd be earning some form of mechanical royalties off that because they own the song that they're covering because it's their own. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's wild to sort of, I think because, like, early 2000s, everything was very polished and very, like, and especially, like, the likes of shows like Making the Band and that, like, cool. you sort of assume, yeah. like, it's going to be this really glamorous sort of setup of, like... right you all own your homes in Beverly Hills now, yeah. and, like, things... Are, and it's just, like, no, they were just being trotted around the globe. Like, yes, they got to work with, like, Max Martin and all that, but, like, at what cost?
2: Right, so sad. Yeah. Well, honestly, the, looking at it now, the timing makes perfect sense because No Strings Attached came out in March of 2000, and then that's the same year that Making the Band came out, so little promo was probably, like, oh, shit, I lost sync. I now need to go... Get a new boy band to to extort, essentially. So why not a reality
1: show?
0: Wow, because we sort of had like an offshoot of that kind of setup. Like it's such an easy, easy, like such a straightforward premise for like a reality series. Because we had Pop stars, mm-hmm, stars over here. I think the only export that came out of Pop Stars was um, Sophie, Sophie Monk. Monk who was in the always film clip by blink 182.
3: She oh, okay. She was okay. she was in was she engaged to at the D- other Madden brother from Good Charlotte?
0: Yeah, I think she was engaged time. to Benji Madden or something.
3: Yeah, cause at that point Joel, was it Joel Madden was already in his relationship with Nicole Richie. Yeah, yeah. I okay. like that I like that the Madden
4: brothers
2: can come up out of nowhere and by default there's an other Madden brother like,
0: yeah.
4: how, <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> i of not
0: mean because like i always used to find it really hard to distinguish between them so like joel madden i think is the more like media ready madden like he yeah and then and then it's like the hey, it was
1: like
3: a couple of summers ago i know a couple it's like maybe five or six summers ago over here so like like between january and december that december january they came over here and they were like played on like ads for the cricket a lot. That's
0: right. For yeah, some yeah. reason
3: like they came over here and it seemed like they started to enjoy cricket it's like, why? Okay. Yeah. Cricket is so bad but like, <laughs> and it was always Joel was the one like, oh yeah, I love cricket.
0: And then Benji's just in the background like, arms crossed. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> right, like, yeah, I guess I've got to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, I'm contractually obligated to hang out with my brother. But,
3: um, <laughs> fucking hot over here.
0: Oh, it. Yeah, I, in hindsight, I'm sort of picturing, like, Good Charlottes, or at least the Madden Brothers' like marketing team being like, yeah, like, Australia's behind by a few years, like, they haven't quite caught up to the fact that Good Charlotte isn't huge over here anymore, like, off the go.
3: I kind of wish they had a contentious brotherly relationship like the Gallaghers.
0: I always liked that they were very...
3: It's nice. It ...together. It's yeah. nice, but, like, I don't know, it'd be kind of more interesting if they were... Mm fighting each other the music would probably be better
2: if they didn't like each other
0: exactly there'd be more tension but yeah. oh, man <laughs> but yeah basically to recap so lou pillman
1: Great guy. Great was guy. accused
0: in 2006 of running <laughs> one of the largest and longest running ponzi schemes in u.s history accruing more than 300 million dollars in debt is he in- prison or he's dead he died
2: in prison yeah
0: oh shit okay <laughs> Um, i think
2: 2015 oh, i think whoa.
4: maybe
0: Wow. oh my goodness that's wild um yeah so o-town we didn't really get them over here i know this song but uh-huh. i think that was just sort of a it must have been on something at some time we didn't really like, get
3: much of the like I think the only star to really come out of American Idol that made it over here, like that we got exposure towards, was Kelly Clarkson.
0: Yeah, like in terms of like those reality TV adjacent yeah. acts, mm. they had to be huge. Never
1: got Daughtry. To like, pardon? <laughs> you never got Daughtry?
0: No, no, do tell. Oh wait, Daughtry? Well, yeah. Sorry. Dauntry, mate. Yeah, we va- <laughs> we vaguely know of them, but again, they weren't I mean, like huge over here. Um, I'm
3: not the litmus test for this sort of thing, anyway. Like, I'm not the person <laughs> who knows about.
0: I thought you said litmus, like. Yeah. Li- anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> the,
3: uh, test on the test on the band.
0: <laughs> yeah, the litmus test. Um, yeah, like I feel like I don't know if it's one of those like Mandela effect. Things that I've made up in my brain. I feel like the only thing I know about O Town is like Weezer at some point. Probably covered them. No. <laughs> yeah, <literally.
4: laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Logically speaking, they've definitely covered them at some point. um I feel like on their, like, one of their DVDs, like Video Capture Device, they had like a bunch of like outtakes. They were doing like a Yahoo.com interview, like some stupid, like, promo thing and it's just that classic like band video release thing where they just show all the outtakes and the only thing i can remember is like rivers just being an idiot just being like yeah hey guys we're (laughs) (laughs) o-town
2: nice so
0: like That's my reference for, like, who O-Town is. That's that's
2: incredible, because I bet you could figure out, like, the exact date of that video just based on that reference, because it's, like, a very short window where anyone really gave a fuck about O-Town, I would imagine. Like, they were not
4: huge
2: by comparison.
3: Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. I think
3: this was last week that he was doing an interview (laughs) on Yahoo. (laughs) Talking about (laughs) O-Town. Super,
1: super relevant.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs)
1: very funny
0: weirdo, last I week might, on...
1: might be true. what was that brian i was saying uh, he's such a weirdo That might be true I
0: know. yeah i i laughed and also felt sad like last week because hella mega is like finished up in the u.s mm-hmm. and
1: Ooh. i
4: think
0: it was pete wentz had like posted like videos like oh it was such a good time and they were, like, none of them hanging out with Weezer.
4: Right. <laughs>
0: and so one of the top comments was just, like, Pete went said, fuck Weezer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, so I'm going to do my homework after this. I'll see if I can find that video, if it actually exists. Or I, like, streamed it up once. Um, but, yeah, that's my only reference for O-Town is they were that band that people made fun of for a brief period of time.
2: So I have a question for you. How do, do you guys know how Fearless chose what songs are going to be, especially just being like the first one? How did they pick this
3: selection of songs? Is it just well, random or?
0: You'll be better at explaining, I think.
3: So what we've learned is that it's actually up to the artist. So they, they say, we want we want you to do a cover song. Fearless says to a band, we want you to do, well, they say it's a fake ID. We want you to do a cover song for our for our compilation album, Punk Goes Pop. They wouldn't have called it volume one because it was just the first one. Right. And, and basically, basically, you know, pitch it to us and we'll yay or nay, like veto it, or we'll say, you know, yeah, that sounds good. And then we'll give you, we'll give you an uh, allowance of $1,500. Yeah. Okay. And, and then they go and, which is to like get studio space and record this song. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, and that's where like, we always thought like with bands that seem like they really don't want to do it. It's like, oh, why, like, I feel bad for them not wanting to do it, but now it's like, why did they choose the song if they really didn't want to do it? it?
0: it? It's one of those ones where I think people <laughs> probably have, like, veto power
4: ultimately. Hmm.
0: Like, I think they still have to, like, pitch, like, we're thinking this, but it's not dictated to them what to do and then also, um, like, yeah, like, I think right. they don't fully have like a hundred percent creative control in terms mm. of picking it. And
3: like it's it's a, of course a thing like we're doing a pop album, so don't go in there and, you know, suggest doing like classical or something stupid like that. Like Yeah. yeah. And like maybe maybe do something relevant to the time, but right. right. It seems like the first album was the one that they were able to go, Okay, we can go back into like the eighties and do some Madonna and that sort of thing. Yeah. As well. But yeah that's basically the process
4: right
3: yeah. yeah well i'm just gonna say that i mean that makes sense because again this is maybe really only one of
2: these compilations that i'm familiar with but i did think it was interesting that i had stuff like as far back as madonna like you were saying Sam, but as recent as o-town because this compilation was 2001 right so at this time yeah. o-town would have only been like a year old or maybe maybe
1: newer than that
0: yeah 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 i think like as punk goes collections go like you made the right decision in picking like buying this one and then leaving it from there like there are some really quality (laughs) covers that we've encountered but mostly it's these first few covers where they really had that formula nailed in terms of they haven't limited it to such a specific time
4: like right.
0: be it intentional or not yeah. and so like you've got the broad theme there but they sort of did make an effort of jumping back and forward a couple of decades like especially pop six pop seven like it's basically yeah. all okay.
3: like it's, what me- it's a- metalcore ghost pop yeah,
0: yeah and it's basically like oh okay metalcore fuck um ah like rihanna had a song this year let's cover it yeah. like they they keep it very localized to
4: Gotcha. Within
0: a couple of years of the release for some reason, whereas these earlier ones, they do sort of stretch that time frame out and it's really rewarding. And I guess that's result. where
3: they expanded the idea on, like, Punk goes 80s.
2: Yeah. So like goes well, yeah, so what's the oldest decade? Have they done, like, Punk goes 30s with, like, big band
3: music or anything like <laughs> that? That would be
0: <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just 80s. not classic. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, classic rock. That's yeah, right.
3: some stuff from the 70s um, in
0: there.
3: Christmas, because like Christmas is sort oh. of either like you go really old with that or you make your own right. songs, so like sometimes they just have to go really old with
0: it. Yeah, gotcha. Or, like,
3: yeah, like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was pretty old, it was from like a Judy Garland movie, I think. Okay. So,
0: yeah, that was like Bing Crosby or something, wasn't it? I don't
3: know, it might have been Bing
0: Crosby. Who knows? I know. I'm not well, yeah.
3: Uh, and I mean, if they do Silent
2: Night, I think that was written while Jesus was being born, so that one's pretty <laughs>
1: old. <laughs> Like, I think it was written, like, right there in the
2: manger, someone was composing that,
3: so. Exactly. Looking all the way back to year one, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, 1 AD. Right, yeah,
3: uh, exactly.
0: Jesus,
3: yeah. It... Did, did Jesus get songwriting credits for Silent Night?
0: He's got to have, like, some pretty mad royalties yeah, coming in. Yeah, yeah. Like, just his likeness. That would be
3: great. I mean, I think he's doing pretty
2: well on the tithings from all the churches. I don't think he needs royalties, like.
4: But, I mean, here in Utah alone,
2: he's pulling in ten percent of everyone's income. So
4: <laughs>
0: that's so bleak. Like, oh my really
3: oh, god, I just—I I forgot that's what Mormons do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Among <laughs> those things, yeah, bro. We don't have too many of them over here, so I'm not scared. But... We
0: have them over here, but they're very um casual. For the most they part.
3: don't. They do not. They don't stop me at all. No, they never stop me. <laughs>
0: I love they just see you, they're like, nah. Not
3: worth it. It's nah,
4: not
0: worth
3: it? it, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, I guess now is as good a time as ever to talk about fake ID, at least. Mm. Oh, fuck, we didn't really say, like, what do we think oh, about yeah. <laughs> all or nothing? Like, yeah, Brian, let's start with you. What do you think of the original?
1: Um. I didn't go back and listen to it because I thought I knew it well enough already and um, it's yeah from, my, from what I remember it's it's alright it's, all right. it's they're <laughs> in sync
4: love it <laughs> he's,
3: he's alright
0: <laughs> I think like for us at least like, slash for me um It just, it feels like a pastiche of 90s pop. Like, I feel like I could sort of pin this on almost anyone of the time. And in that sense, like, it is. Like, it's good. And that's all you need to say about it.
3: I listened to it for the first time today, and it was like, I could, for the first time listening to it, I was like, I can pinpoint when that key change is going to happen. And it happened. That's the beauty of it. But it's so good. The key change is so good. I love it. (laughs) it It's really good though. Like, I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, I was happily like, all right. but here yeah. it comes I know it's coming yeah
0: exactly what about you Alex what do you think of his song
2: I mean the, the modulation the key change makes it amazing it takes it from like an okay song to like a top tier Like it's probably one of the top five boy band songs from maybe the worst boy band but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really love it it's got a great melody a great Chord progression. Listening back to it today, I mean, the instrumentation and the arrangement is very dated. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely of a time. But just like the actual musical
3: theory aspects of it are, I think, really good.
0: Yes. Amazing.
3: Just thinking of like an episode where we do just talk about the worst boy bands or find the worst boy bands.
0: We should definitely do Do that that at at some point. So if you guys are interested at some point (laughs) coming back on to talk, just because we had some pretty rubbish bands over, here. like not boy bands necessarily, but just like your pop bands. They were pretty bad. But then
3: we also got like a lot of the British stuff oh, as well, right?
0: Which is just, just next level.
3: Like star. Five.
0: Oh, five Five were good. Five were good. Did you guys get Five over
4: there?
3: Yeah, Uh I heard of them. Yeah, I don't think I ever listened
1: to them, but I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar album. with yeah, them. I heard that album. Yeah. You have that album? Wow. Okay.
0: Yes. Good choice. Like,
1: when the lights go out, that was a good one. Yes. Oh my
0: god, that song bangs. Was that was, so okay,
1: good. I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. I remember that That one. was a big single, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, like, the closest thing we had to a boy band over here was human nature, but they very much... <laughs> They tried to be like the '90s equivalent of like Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Like they were very sort of, like do woppy, like
3: to the point they oh no. they still have residency. Nice. There.
0: I think yeah, they did a residency in Vegas. I think doing Motown. Uh, like just they very much are like wear a oh. Motown, even though they're like four white dudes yeah, from Australia. Sydney, probably yeah. like. um...
4: Well,
2: I mean, cultural appropriation, unheard of. <laughs>
4: Exactly. I would
0: have imagined <laughs> oh shit so let's talk about fake id the band, not the item
4: no when he's been on we I got the rest of you. You know I want the best of you. I don't care if that's not fair. Because I want it all.
3: the research for this one. Oh, it took me so long to find this band.
0: Um I should
3: have just gone the last FM immediately, but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Look, we tried and that's all that matters.
1: Wait, um, hold on, you you
2: said something interesting that I want to drill back on. Like you said not the item. Did anyone on this call ever have a fake ID?
0: I was going to ask no. because did you really? I
3: didn't, but i I didn't have one because my brother still needed it to drive. But I've used my brother's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, okay.
0: Makes me laugh because, like, you guys do not look alike. Not
3: in the slightest. Not in the slightest. So some dickhead at the bottle shop
0: was just like, "Yeah, I don't care enough to question this." So
3: and a video store to rent R-rated movies. What did you? And it was our local video store. They knew us. They knew who we were. They just didn't care.
0: What did you rent? With a fake ID. That was so provocative. It was, it
3: was the Warriors. The Warriors is rated R18. Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, it is a good <laughs> one. Oh, I, was re- one. I,
3: I was thoroughly enjoyed.
1: No. I have no idea what, the, I've never heard of that. The Warriors. You never heard the Warriors? No.
3: Uh-uh. You would have had the Warriors come out to play with the, with the glass bottles, maybe. Come out
4: to
1: play. Mm-hmm. Warriors,
4: come out to I feel like I'm hallucinating. Okay. <laughs> I haven't heard it, right. I just know
0: that bit. Huh,
4: Sorry, Brian, okay. I
0: keep talking over the top of you. What were you saying?
1: I was, I was saying it's literally the greatest movie I ever made, one of them. What?
0: Can you give us a rundown, Brian? Because I also don't know the movie. and.
1: Uh, I can't. Uh, I might be too high to explain it.
0: I don't know. <laughs> 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 That's alright. <laughs> Yeah. It, is it about, about as like good as All or Nothing like, by O
1: Town? <laughs> like, they all have their own little stick. There's like the baseball theories and tons of other weird gangs, and so they all meet on Coney Island, I believe. Oh, shit. For like, yeah, like, it's summer in meeting. Yeah. And someone shoots the guy who's speaking, and they blame, it on, they, they blame it on the Warriors. The whole movie is the Warriors escaping. All these gangs, I want to kill them and shit. Get back to their land.
3: To get back to their territory. Wow. Yeah, that sounds intense.
1: To, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing.
0: Nice.
1: I, I now own that DVD, so we can watch
0: it. Oh, they, yeah. I will. I'll submit a book report on it. That's. Yeah. Um, but no, I did not have a fake ID because I didn't have enough friends to warrant needing one. Um, just to go out and hang out with them. I just, I like staying home and listening to music, let's be real. So, right. What about you, Alex? Did you?
2: No, I I had friends, but they were all women, so there was no need for a fake ID. Like.
3: You weren't even getting a coffee with them.
2: Um, right, yeah, exactly.
3: Like. <laughs> to turn into, like
0: wine mom but like i cannot
4: imagine not being able to have
3: coffee ah. so so i know that there's like i know that like christian pop punk was sort of a thing did like mormons ah. ever dip their toe in music like that i know the killers in, are i mean yeah. the killers are mormon um
2: aquabats. uh what's the guy's name the aquabats uh dan reynolds the uh, i th- Yeah, the Aquabats, yeah, they were Mormon, some of them. Obviously, Travis Barker wasn't, but... um... No,
0: he's the biggest Mormon of all,
4: isn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He believes he's super underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, No, and actually, yeah, that's
2: what their garments look like. They're just Aquabats outfits. Like, that's just, they took their clothes off, and that's how they perform. Like, if you come to Utah, that's how they're all dressed underneath their normal clothes, so... After that, it's just, it's
4: normal me. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to live in this reality so much. <laughs> really
4: oh my gosh.
0: Um, but yeah, so the band Fake ID. So we have some dot points here. I believe that was...
3: I will just say an anecdote. When I was 13, starting a punk band with some kids in high school, and we were like, what should we be called? And I was like... Call ourselves Fake ID, and they were like, What should we, what should we be called? <laughs> oh, I thought this was going to be the big reveal that
2: this was actually you, Sam. Like, you, you did this cover. Like, I thought that's where we were headed.
4: I wish.
0: That <laughs> I would <be> wish. <laughs> so, Fake ID hail from Rainham, Massachusetts, and were mostly operational in the early 2000s. Their influences include Newfound Glory and Blink. And that's about it.
3: <laughs> there was there was a picture of them on Last FM, but it's of their backs,
4: uh, and that's
3: basically nice. that. It was like there was another fake ID that has the ex-wife of Van Morrison in it. There was, oh. and there's a cover band that's still rocking around from. It said CT. Is that Connecticut? Yeah, that
2: would be Connecticut. If, Sorry, if Connecticut. it's if it's an American band, anyway. Yeah,
3: yeah they are. So so, so a, a cover band from Connecticut. Look. You guys could hire them if you ever need a a cover band called Fake ID. I don't know what they play. I don't know what they do. Be great. I'm
0: just going to pull up their website and see, because I feel like a name like Fake ID, they have to just be like pop punk.
3: It's such a pop punk name, though. I, I mean, to like, the point like you've got a pop punk band named themselves Fake ID. And
0: also, like, the logo is very, like, oh, no, that's not working at that all. not working. Ah, there we go. Like, it's just very, like yeah um shit okay so they play music for all ages and all types of crowds through all generations of styles including blues rock oldies motown jazz and more along with a full electric band they also perform as an acoustic duo and trio okay i
4: I like on on this
2: website like the little logo like it looks like a corporate website from like the 1990s or something like this does not look like the website for a band
0: i know it's yeah i feel like sorry someone's just like leaning on their car horn outside um that's (laughs)
3: three stories up but we can still hear
0: it yeah i I do love their energy
3: they're just like Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) we're in lockdown who are they honking like there's nobody out there There's nobody out there to honk, but they're honking.
0: Hopefully they're honking someone who's, like, not following the rules, and that's their way of just being like, fuck you. Hopefully it's a oh. small child. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so... Other fake ID facts we've got here were these from you, Alex, or were these from you, Sam?
3: Yeah, the last two were from me. Yeah,
1: I only Beautiful. came up with
3: where they were from and what who they were influenced <laughs> by.
0: So they also appeared on 2001, of Punk Odyssey, a comp that also featured Alistair. So, ah. and it appears they changed their name to The Drive in 2002 and had a live journal community that was active into 2004. Oh,
1: that's yes. Yep. Yeah. The yeah, Drive. Right and, yeah, and I,
2: I, yeah they had an ep that they put out that i found on youtube but like i could not find anything from fake id other than this 2001 a punk odyssey thing but that was all planned i knew they had a connection to alistair which is how we know you from our podcast so this was exactly. all pre-planned i knew all oh. of this ahead of time obviously like Absolutely. i'm a genius <laughs> well, the
4: could
0: not have formulated this any better i love it it's really weird like the amount of fearless fans that we encounter and there's just barely anything about them it's Especially just like
3: these these first couple of albums it's like yeah, these.
4: <laughs>
0: nah, but, um, so yeah it is kind of embarrassing it's just like so these guys yeah they they were around for a bit and that's about all we know um right I,
4: but uh... I, I did when I was
2: looking at the live journal there were people like can we get fake ID to come back for just like one show and other people like of course not they hate each other now like what the hell are you talking about I'm like so it seemed like there must have been some sort of drama around the Ooh. band ending but I couldn't get the exact details
0: I miss I like no yeah, like Live Journal was just a vessel for like beef between people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: I don't know, I think it's cuz it was long-form, so you could really like air all of your grievances and then hit post. Sure. But um <laughs> Yeah, fuck, I yeah, I do miss just being like what has just happened. Mm. Like and I know there was like that there was a Live Journal account like oh no, they didn't and they basically just were like the gossip rag, like the Perez Hilton of, like, the scene, and it was very ridiculous. Um, okay. And, like, you, you you, try and tell yourself you're better than that, but, yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time on that, just being like, I can't believe it.
4: People no. Broke
0: up with Ashley Simpson? How could he? Blah, blah. Um,
3: but, anyway, what do we
0: think of Fake Ideas cover of All or Nothing?
3: I really like it yeah I like that he obviously can't hit the do the key change but they do yeah. it, they do a fake out at the end you think it's over right yeah mm.
4: yeah
3: yeah see it doesn't have
2: a key change so but they make up for it with like i think like a really good pop punk sound like I, I don't know I, I feel like this sounds kind of like a dime a dozen back in the day so yeah. maybe it's not too surprising that they weren't bigger but they executed it really well for whatever because yeah,
3: yeah. our last the last uh, song uh, we just did was borderline by Madonna on the same album, the first Punk Goes pop, and we were not high on it. And so it's actually good to be like, oh yeah, no, this is this is the pop punk that I want to listen to.
0: It yeah. It to me it sort of reminds me again of that thing of like these first few punk goes comps did have a very like curated sound to them. Like mm. I listen to this, I'm like, yep, that's early punk goes and it's the reason it became so big in the first place. Cause like, it was very much like dime a dozen, but it's done well. Like you said, Alex, like, so right. it just, of course, like you're going to pick up a comp and listen to it. If you know, like three or four of the bands and then the rest are decent enough filler to enjoy it kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
3: you wouldn't have been able to like go out and listen to this because who knows where the hell their music was. This, <laughs> yeah. <but> like- <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like-
4: I think when I was
2: on the live journal, there were also links to like purevolume.com, which I don't know if you guys ever yeah, but that that site's gone now, so I couldn't go try to find their music there. But maybe that's where people were listening. It was on Pure Volume.
0: Yeah. Um Oh man, what a time. But um <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. Sorry, you were gonna say something, Brian?
1: Oh, I wasn't, but, um... Oh. Know, it, it felt, it, it, Is this it just felt my way of, like, subtly, me. like, bullying you?
0: I'll be like, so, Brian, what do you have
1: to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, this cover felt really sloppy to me. But, like, sloppy high school pop punk. Yeah. Yeah. But In the best way possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, there's definitely um, something about the production value of it. It's just, like, yeah, like, very scrappy sort of music, and I'm on
3: board. Like all good pop punk should be tried out on a high school assembly first, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then, then <laughs> taken
0: out of the world. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh man, so so good. Um. <laughs> so we generally will do a final hell yeah or yeah nah at the end of an episode in mm-hmm. terms of assessing collectively original versus cover. Uh, sometimes we will try and be diplomatic and say, like, the original was great and this one was shit. Um,
3: that's diplomatic Just saying that it's yeah. shit. right. <laughs> very um, diplomatic. Yeah.
0: I know. I know. We're so kind. Um, but yeah, <laughs> hell yeah or yeah. Nah. Let's start with you, Sam.
3: It's a hell yeah from both. Like, I kind of started off the O town one. I'm like, okay. And that key changed it. And I'm like, even though it was like the last 20 seconds of the song, I was like, all right. <laughs>
1: pleases me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a hell yeah from both.
0: What about you, Brian? Hell yeah or yeah
1: nah? Oh yeah, it's definitely a hell yeah for both. I like to take a version more, though. <laughs> uh, for me, it's going to be a hell yeah
4: for
2: both. And just to be controversial, I'm also giving a hell yeah to loop Roman. Nice.
0: And <laughs> yeah, I'm giving a
1: hell yeah to Blink
0: Culture. Yeah. I'm all about it.
1: I'll give him an R.I.P. You'll
0: give him an R.I.P.?
3: A a rest in power.
0: Sorry. A rest in
3: power. Can we get some... Yeah, can we get some some,
2: P's in the chat for (laughs) I (laughs) do Exactly.
0: So, yeah, hell yeah's all round. I think. Um, Does anyone have any final thoughts they want to share about this topic is there anything that you guys want to plug is there anything you've been wanting to air out to I don't know maybe like five different people that don't listen to your pod but maybe <laughs> listen to ours?
2: Uh, I mean yeah, I guess we can plug our podcast Let's like Guys Lab Collections we've done a ton of seasons as you guys know from having guest hosted an episode of our reality television season which goes along well with making the band nice. um and we're about to start a third a third season out of fifty or something like that. I don't know. But okay. The whole story is unraveling as I'm talking, unfortunately. So basically, we're going to start talking about Canada soon. That's that's the main thing, and we really want your money, so please sign up for our Patreon as well. So.
1: Yeah, the that's Patreon is where it's at. That's I think really important. Um So our our best work, some of it is behind the paywall,
0: as it should be. Yeah, don't exactly free no. like. <laughs> So, a massive thank you from yes, Pongo's Pod to Alex and Brian of Zeitgeist Lab Collections. Oh yeah, right,
1: um, yeah. No, yeah,
0: Yes, we give you a very hearty hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>